it was a lonely journey and it was an inside job, but on the outside, it looked like chaos. And it took a while before I started attracting different individuals into my space. During that time, I wish someone had said to me, and I knew I wasn't, but when you're creating that new space, you're creating an unknown territory. It feels like you're going crazy. And I want whoever is listening right now to know you're okay. You're not going crazy. It's all part of the journey. Mm-hmm. It's all part of the journey. And you're going to get to the other side. I am just a girl passionate about breaking old generational cycles so that I can create a better legacy for my children. Welcome to Butterfly Effect, Breaking Old Generational Cycles. Today, I am so excited to be speaking with Geraldine Fabian. She's a behavioral and wellness coach. Welcome, Geraldine. I'm so excited to have you you today. Thank you. It's great being here on with you, Stacey. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, we have some really exciting things to talk about, I am sure. And as you know, that we are going to talk about breaking old generational cycles. And I am ready to just dive in and have you tell me when I say breaking old generational cycles, what comes up for you? So much. (laughs) Generational cycles. And you said old generational cycles. That's the word that jumps out to me. Patterns that exist in families, particularly my family, that did not work in my favor. That didn't work in anybody else's favor for that matter, because I paid attention to what I was seeing and how that worked for everybody else. And I came to the conclusion, uh, probably that doesn't work, (laughs) right? So bringing myself to a place where I was willing to do the work to create a new reality and a new way of being not just for me, but that would transfer into every everybody else in my family. I love that. Be willing to do the work to create mm-hmm. a new way of being. Mm-hmm. And the, the piece that I love is that it's not just for you. You no. know that this is going to stretch further than you. It has a ripple effect. I mean, when you think about the old cycles, right? They were there waiting for us. You didn't have to do anything. You just had to be born into the family. And it was like, hey, here you are. So if that is the case, if there were patterns already waiting just for me to enter this world and model after and then internalize, then I could do the same thing for the next generation. Create Mm -hmm. in advance a new reality so that when they come into the world, I can say here, you know, this is the work that we've been doing and this is a new reality that you get to step into. When you say new reality, it makes me smile. (laughs) It really does. Yeah. Because shifting from old patterns, old cycles to a new reality. And I'm excited now to know what is the old cycles that you are breaking and why is it important? Wow. Where do I start? (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, you hear my accent. I am from the Caribbean and in my culture, there's certain topics that are taboo. You just don't speak about them. I remember many years ago, it's over 20 years ago that I went to do my undergrad and someone found out that I was going to do behavioral science. And she said to me, why are you going to waste your time? We don't need this hair. We don't need this hair. There's no need for it. Growing up, I saw the need because there were things I knew that needed to be spoken about that were hushed about. There were things that were aching me and there was no place to discuss. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's one of the cycles, you know, just people bottling up emotions and using religion, using 
certain cultural norms as a buffer to not address those issues. Mm -hmm. And I realized that that was not working. There were certain patterns that I observed among the women in my family and their ability to, and I believe maybe from a place of obligation, but allow the men in their lives to lead, to take up the mantle. And I didn't think that worked. I didn't think the way it was being done worked from what I observed. And I looked at that situation. I think there was a, that was the first pattern that I recognized and I stated in the affirmative that I will have a different story. There was a situation that I said, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. And if you understand law of attraction, the more you push against some things, the more you invite it to That's you. That's right, right. For that situation, I said, you know what? My story is going to be different mm-hmm. because I could see clearly that something needed to shift in order for the women to feel safe, to feel validated, to feel valued. And mm. I, I wanted that. I wanted to break that pattern. I love the patterns you're breaking. It's interesting when you go, where do I start? Because <laughs> I do, I recognize even in my own uh, family and lineage that there are some patterns of women not feeling validated, yes. not feeling worthy, not feeling enough and deserving and you see that in their actions you see that in who they are today and that you know there's a lot of other things because sometimes one family norm or belief can ripple into many destructive others yes and i'll tell you what the difficulty with that is those very traits that I decided I was going to break are the very traits that are honored, that are valued, that appreciated, that are seen as powerful, right? Mm -hmm. So the women in my family are strong women. They take up the mantle and they make things happen. They all went to college and they all have degrees and they're working hard and they're doing everything. I did not want to be that person. Yes, Mm -hmm. there is value, great value in being able to be I use the word interdependent, Mm -hmm. not independent, right? I see great value in that and I value their strength. But there's a connotation when we speak about the strong woman and what that looks like. And for me, I saw a lack of balance. And I wanted there to be balance. That's why I use the word interdependence instead of independent. Because that independent is that person who doesn't need anybody to make things happen. She's going to do it all by herself. And at the end of the day, you're all worn out. Yeah. At the end of the day, the very things that make you feel feminine, you're lacking because you've been putting all your masculine energy out there. So right? why are you talking about me? Because that's who I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Listen, yeah. that's who I used to be. I'm even I've been married for 15 years and it it took me most of my marriage to realize that I still came into the marriage with that mm. masculine energy of independence. Right. And independence sounds amazing until it you realize that it really isn't that amazing because right. You are out there doing it all by yourself, running yourself ragged and giving yourself a badge of honor. Yes. Also, while society gives you a badge of honor, but deep down inside, there is a void. Exactly. Because you were created, you were wired to have other needs. And because of your own actions, you've actually numbed those very desires that make you who you are. So balance is what I decided I would seek for. (laughs) I will say that when you decide to do something different without having a model of what that looks like, your journey is going to be a little different. You know, that old voice that says, what what are you even creating? Because you're creating from nothing. Who else am I looking at? I don't know what that looks like. You have to look outside of your setting for some type of model. And many times that may not even be present. So in my situation, it's taken quite a bit of experience. I'm still single Mm -hmm. and enjoying the 
process of discovery because every encounter, every relationship would teach you something different about yourself. That's another pattern as well, I might add. Mm -hmm. The notion that you had to be married by a certain age, have children by a certain age, follow the book to the T, right? And then you Mm -hmm. get to, to that point where that is not your reality. And then the story starts changing, like what's happening with you? Yeah. Right. But understanding for me, it had to take an appreciation and acceptance of the reality that my story is going to be different because I have set different intentions from other individuals. I love that new reality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the word of the day. <laughs> we're back to that. We're back to that word. And I just also love when you talked about my story being different because so many times we go through this life with the story of others, the story that was given to us, the story that we adopted and without even having the awareness that we have it, what it takes to create the, my story. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's personal. It is personal. And the other piece of it, too, is that it's difficult. Like you said, all I could when you were saying that, I was like, oh, yes, it is. When you don't have that to emulate and you have to go out and seek it, it's like doing research. Exactly. Yes. To say, you know, to say this is what I would like to feel like. This is how I'd like my reality to look. So how do I go about that? Like, what do I do? I mean, it does. It takes work. Yes. And it takes a deeper level of self-awareness. Really paying attention to, even in the midst of seeking to break old cycles, are you creating other dysfunctional cycles? Mm. Right? Because sometimes, you know, you get over one addiction and you create another one. If it's not working in your favor, (laughs) you have to take check, right? So so even in the midst of that is having a deep level of self-awareness to recognize what you're creating in the midst of dismantling the other uh, conditions that did not work for you. Yes. And, you know, I'm glad that you stated that because... What I realize is that if we create a new reality, still holding on to our old traumas, then nine times out of 10, that new reality is still going to be destructive. Exactly. So again, it's, it's going back to really uncovering the stories that those patterns have created for us. And many times you don't realize what the story, it, it takes Sometimes the affirmation that I'm going to create something new, mm-hmm. stepping into that new reality and realizing there's an old programming that's still at play here that's not even allowing me to embrace this new reality. So yes, I want something different. I've affirmed that life is bringing it to me. And while in that situation, life is allowing me to realize there's some stuff here that if you really have to enjoy the benefits of this, You need to get rid of that. And it's all, to me, it's all part of the process. It's all part of the journey. Our welcoming of those opportunities is is what determines whether it is a pleasant experience or if it's one filled with resistance. Right. That resistant word came up earlier with you and it's back Mm -hmm. again. And it is very important that we allow life to flow. Yes. Because... It is with resistance that we feel that pain even more so. And, you know, it took me a while to realize that it's when I push against that I feel it's a push and a pull and a push and a pull. And then I can't really make it um, to the positive end result because I always feel like I'm pushing and pulling. The one day I just decided I'm done pushing and I'm done pulling. How about I just be? Exactly. So my business name is Constant Flow. I came to that name for myself. At first, when I started calling myself Constant Flow, it had nothing to do with business. I had no idea I was going to use it in the future. Mm -hmm. It was to remind me that that is the state I wanted to be in. I wanted to remain in Constant Flow of Source. Love it. Whatever I was experiencing, I wanted 
it to be filled with intention and purpose that there was no resistance against life. Mm -hmm. But that in every moment, I knew that I was exactly where I was supposed to be. And this space is preparing me for the next. That was really the story behind it. Right. So it's interesting that you mentioned the word flow, because that is how I seek to live. That is how life happens. That's how we grow and we expand when we choose to go with life as opposed to pushing against it. And I, I want to add something with this resistance because I've been thinking about it for some time now. There are some people who will say, you know, following the path of resistance is non- nonsense. Mm-hmm. And there are some people who will say you, you need to follow that flow, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about that. And I think with every stage that we're in, there's a season. And depending on where you're at, if you've been filled with a life of resistance, if you've been filled with a life of going against consistently, you need to let go of that power. You need to let go and let life teach you a new way of being. And I think as you're creating new, that level of focus that you create, that you develop to move towards something new is what may seem at first like resistance because it's new territory. I don't think it's resistance per se, Mm -hmm. but I think that's what people seek to talk about when they say you need to have some resistance. It's new territory. It seems new. Um, Like I said, if you're looking at family members, it's unknown. So that takes some new moving towards, but it's still flowing with source. I learned to go with the flow. So remember earlier I said, you know, you, you talking about me because I, mm-hmm. I was that independent soul, but I used that independence. It was a survival tactic. It's what I needed to do mm-hmm. to, to survive from old traumas. Right. And independence was important for me. And so it wasn't until 2020 and it had nothing to do with COVID or what was going on. Cause to be honest with you, my head was buried in the sand as it pertains mm-hmm. to COVID. It was not a concern of mine at all. I was busy, busy getting certifications and busy doing things, but right. it was within 2020 that I talked to a woman and she had me write surrender to the flow a hundred times on a piece of paper. Love it. I still have that paper. Surrender to the flow. I wrote it more than a hundred times. And she was like, you're just so tight. You're holding on so tight. And then I'm realizing I was holding on to a lot of old and I was holding on to ideals and I was holding on to um, thinking that I had so much control of the end result when I had a level of control, but my divine creator had the driving seat of the control. And so I wrote that a hundred times or more, surrender to the flow. And it wasn't until then. And 2020 was only two years ago, right? Yes. That I learned how to surrender to the flow of the universe. And I tell that to my clients a lot now. Some of them have no clue what I'm talking about until I explain what I mean. But so I love your business name, Constant Flow, because that is really what helps us to have the constant flow of abundance and prosperity and opulence and joy and all of that. Yes. And it serves as a reminder to me because you don't always wake up wanting to do stuff. Sometimes you just want to break from this work, this self-discovery. And, you know, it's fun. And sometimes, you know, that flow means you have to cry and you have to deal with hard stuff. And that's a difficult process at times. It's not every time that it's um, it feels like fun. But when it's with intention, you know that it's part of the process. You know that on the other side, you're creating something beautiful. And that is what keeps me going. There's information out there and it's amazing. And and I hear people say this all the time. And I don't know if I'm the only person who thinks this. When people say, oh, there's so much information out there to create whatever you want. It's out there on Google. It's out there on YouTube. That is true. That is very true. Yes. But your mind has to be ready. Oh, yeah. Your mind has to be ready to even know what to do with what's coming to you. And like I said, when you haven't seen it around you, 
It takes more, mm, I want to say discipline. I want to use the word focus, but I will say intention to work on you because it may seem like it's about everything outside, but when you're creating a new reality, it has a lot to do with not just your mindset, but your ability to flow with source, yes. to recognize where you're being led. And flow may mean that you leave the to-do list alone and sit mm -hmm. with you for a moment, get familiar with yourself. Yes. That is the bigger word. That's actually one of the things that I learn now how to talk to myself about mm -hmm. myself. Yes. Right? There is nobody better that you can talk to about you like you. Exactly. Because nobody knows you like you. And guess what? We're talking to ourselves about ourselves all the time. All the time. It's whether or not we acknowledge that our minds are in constant, constant conversation with you. Yeah. Listen, you know, yep. I have, I have the whole, <laughs> yes, I have this whole thing where sometimes I'm just sitting there and I'll just say in my mind, really, Stacey, you're, you're thinking about that again? Like, really? That's where we're going today. <laughs> I would have stopped myself numerous times. No. Uh -uh. Oh, yeah. Put yourself in check. You know better. Yes. Like I'm talking to somebody else. Like I'm talking to a client. Yes. You know. And there have been times when I've been working with a client. And when I was done, I had to sit with myself. Girl, you were talking to yourself right through. You need to listen to what you were saying. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and again, I do believe. That since life is always teaching us, mm -hmm. your line of work may lead to a deeper sense of self-awareness. I think right. many people in the helping field are helping others in the midst of working on themselves. And yeah. I think it's a beautiful journey because mm -hmm. then when you see the impact that you have on the lives of others, for me at least, it's a result of doing that work oh, on yeah. yourself. Oh, yeah. It is just an amazing feeling to be so aware that I could sit with my eyes closed before I get out the bed. I'm just there and I can yeah. get the downloads of what my day is going yeah. to be. So for example, we're having this conversation today and we're talking about going with the flow and my meditation this morning, my mantra was about, um, I'm exactly where I need to be. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, and that was it. I'm exactly where I need to be. I am exactly where I need to be, mind, body, and soul, because in this moment, there is nothing other than what there is. <laughs> I'm looking. I have my note on the other side that said there's nothing going wrong here. You're no. exactly where you're supposed to be. Yes. You know so look at, look at that. Look at, look at the energy wave and the vibration mm -hmm. that we're on. Exactly. We're, you know, but Geraldine, there are a lot of people who don't speak our language. Yes. Um, just like there are a lot of people who speak our language. There are also a lot of people who don't because they have not come to that awareness yet. And that is something that I would say with regard to working on generational cycles. Mm -hmm. I will say, as you continue to do the work, life will send people along your path that helps to build a deeper level of awareness, right? Sure. So with that, I would say it would be necessary for some individuals to redefine what family looks like. Because as you continue to shift, life will bring to you people who take the place of family members. Life may bring to you, and I will say this, I'm I'm blessed. I was going to say I'm fortunate, but I'm blessed in that as I continue to shift, as I continue to do the work. At first, some people really thought I was having a nervous breakdown. That was the rumor around mm. because I was different. I was so yes. different from the me I was before. But as I remain consistent and authentic to what I was doing and gravitating towards, the blessing is that I will say my immediate family, they... I feel no resistance from them. They welcome right. me. They seek me out when things are difficult. They understand that even though some of my ways of being is different from theirs, it works mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. And they've accepted that, right? But that's, that's not beautiful. the story for everybody. 
you're right. But that's beautiful though. Yes. And you're right. Is. That is not the story for everybody. And the resistance to yes. you that sometimes it comes more from the family than anybody exactly. else. Exactly. Exactly. And I faced some of that at first. Like, what really you're doing that now? Like, okay. Especially at least for me, um, moving away from a different belief system yes. was a big deal. The religion. And Yes. Mm-hmm. Big, big deal. Right. Yes. Um, but like I said, when you stay authentic to who you are and mm-hmm. you're really, you really have that pure intention of becoming the best version of yourself, that light shines and you don't have to do any speaking. It speaks for you. In the midst of that, though, I will say it, like we said, it's not the same for everybody and it is necessary. And I went through that process of saying, I don't care where this leads me. And I don't care what I have to let go to move towards that. I was willing to do it. It just didn't have to happen. Mm-hmm. And when you're at that stage, life will bring the necessary people along your path who will redefine. They will help you to redefine what family looks like to you. Absolutely. Because it's not always a blood thing. It's not <laughs> always a blood thing. That is so true. So let me just say this. We all have the ability to sit down and check what we value. And sometimes what we value is not the values that were instilled on us. And so when you become aware enough to redefine your values, sometimes you have to leave some things, some people, some places. Exactly. And and that's what I'm hearing you say, the redefining of family. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I know what I value and how I value and how I want it to be and how I want my life to be and how I want it to be for my children. And and so, unfortunately, that might mean that I have to leave some things and people in places behind. Yes. Yes, definitely. And it's a resolution that you make with yourself. Yes. That no matter what, at least that you asked me earlier, I believe, what was that defining moment? Mm-hmm. It was when I realized that this thing is not working for me. Mm-hmm. You doing it the way you've been taught, it's not working. If you keep doing this, it will send you down a path of no return. <laughs> at least yes. that's what I thought at the time, right? And getting to the point where I said, this was my prayer. I said this, I say this all the time and mm-hmm. I don't know where this thing is going to lead me. I'm willing to go wherever it takes me mm-hmm. to create something different. I don't care. I really did not care. I was at the point where I just knew there had to be something better than this reality. And I mm-hmm. wanted it. Yes. Because, you know, it's some of us, we just allow ourselves to stay stuck for too long. Sometimes a lifetime. Sometimes people never discover their new yeah. reality. Yes. And that's so sad when I look back and think of some of the people who might have lived and left this physical earth yes. without the experiences that their soul came here for. Exactly. You know? And in my field, I mean, I deal quite a bit with emotions mm-hmm. and how they affect our physicality. And like you said, coming across or meeting people, crossing paths with individuals who may have transitioned. And for me, it's thinking that didn't have to be the story mm-hmm. because it may have taken just dealing with your stuff, you know, sitting with yourself some more, being willing to do the hard work, the painful emotional work that created this ease because we don't realize the symbiosis that happens between our brain and our body at times. And sometimes it's just the body screaming, saying, Hey, pay attention to this thing over here. You think it's this, the surface, right? But these it's actually the emotions that were created as a result. And talking about uh, family, I, for some time had been paying attention to some of the physical representations mm-hmm. of certain issues that existed in the family. Yes. And I saw the physicality of it and everybody's like, Oh, you can't do this because if you do this, it's going to create this, this ease or this issue. Man, I did not like the sound of that almost sound like it was a death warrant that I didn't have anything to do with. So I started asking myself, what do I need to do or who do I need to be So that that's not my story. And when I look at the patterns of 
emotions and how they were connected to some of these physical symptoms, I said, man, it's more empowering to do that work than to just put a bandaid over everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I saw the patterns of emotions. I saw the pattern, the thought patterns that went on for generations that possibly could have created these physical situations as well. And you're, are you talking about ailments like illnesses and sicknesses? And I am. I am. Right. Because our body stores emotions. Mm -hmm. Our body stores emotions in different regions. And mm-hmm. so there are certain ways in which our body would speak to us based on the conditions or emotions that we tend to hold on to. For example, yes. if you are in a family that's susceptible to hold on to fearful thoughts, your kidneys may start talking to you. Your kidneys may start talking to you. It's holding on to that emotion of fear. And there are many other regions that hold on to different yes. emotions. And you look at the family patterns and you see it. So it's one thing to study something and it's another thing to see it. Oh, you like how I see um, chronic pains in the women in my family, mm. in, including myself. And I started with that chronic pain at 14. Mm. And it wasn't until I became older that I look back and I'm saying, oh, that was screaming for something else. Yeah. Sounds like a life of resistance. Yeah. What? Pushing against. Pushing again, seeking out. It's it's yes. so deep. It's so deep. And so yes. you're right. You do see the physical results. And when you are not aware, you just think that it's in your DNA or you think that it's genetic and I'm bound to be that. I'm bound to feel that. I'm bound to have that. And the answer to that is no, you're not. No, no. No, you're no, not. And, and when you think of the big picture, it's actually easier to do that, what we consider the hard work, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because the repercussions of doing that is, you know, you're creating something so beautiful on the other side. But again, if you've not been taught, if everything around you says you don't talk about this, you don't talk about that, right? We don't, we don't do this here. You think that that's the norm. And, and then we have, we, we throw God in there. What? God is going to take care of everything. We don't need to talk about that. We don't need to address this. God, God already got this, right? When, if I, you know, use the Bible, it says you've been given everything pertaining to godliness. So everything that makes you the best version of yourself, you have it around you, you have it within you, and you don't have to wait for something somewhere out there to just fix it. You've been empowered to do the work. Listen, I grew up in a um, a home, a lot of um, praying and a lot of scriptures and everything about it. And a, a friend of mine, uh, we were speaking about religion just yesterday, and she's a minister, she's a pastor, but she said, I've been praying wrong all this time. Mm-hmm. And I thought, how profound. Yes. And we have to be open enough to know that if we continue to do things the old way, if we continue to do things just because that's how it's always done. You ever meet yeah. somebody and they're, they treat others like terribly and they're <laughs> just jackasses and they're ridiculous mm-hmm. and somebody goes, Oh, that's just the way they are. Yes. And yeah. you're like, oh, and, and that makes it okay. Okay, exactly. You know? So, you know, one of the things that I hear a lot is when people make excuses for others. Um, that person may be showing up as a bully, as abusive, mm-hmm. verbally, whatever, just a straight jackass, right. whether it be a family member or not. And you have people just say, that's just the way they are. That's the way such and such is. That's the way, you know, and everybody in their family is like that. (laughs) That's another one. Everybody in their family is like, just because everybody's like that doesn't mean it's okay. So it's the same thing I think about just because that's what we used to do. If we feel dis-ease with mm-hmm. the way things are, just because it's what we used to do, does not mean we insanely continue to do it. Exactly. 
Exactly. So I remember uh, years ago, <laughs> um, my father said to me, you don't see anybody else in this family doing this particular thing. And I said, yeah, that's exactly why I want to do it. Yes. <laughs> I was about to jump out my seat now because I'm like, and that's exactly why. That's exactly why. Because I see that doing something different did not work. Right. Yes. So uh, it's really creating a different story. And I mean, so many families use those those statements mm-hmm. as a badge of honor. Like yes. this is how we do things. And then if they were to sit for themselves for a while and discuss, okay, how has that been working? You realize it's not. So it's really a willingness to step into that unknown territory. But I want to say this. It's also when you start to become aware of what is occurring, first off, I believe that empowers you with the answers. You may not think that they're available to you. They may not seem like they're available to you. But the minute you recognize there's a pattern here that's not working, you're empowered to become connected with the answers. That's one thing. But I also want to say that something I had to learn for myself was what is empowering to me, a reality that's empowering to me, maybe the death of somebody else. Yeah. Because they have learned to function in a dysfunctional way. They've learned to allow the familiar territory to be their way of being in such a way that tampering with that may cause more upheaval for themselves than it would for me. So for me, coming to the awareness was life. It was freedom. It was, oh my gosh, I get to do something different. Scary, but I'm willing to do the work. Somebody else, it's like, no, 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 no. We don't go there. Leave this alone. I'm not ready to. And if you do, I will die. Literally, their brain is saying to them, "Yes, I will die. So it's it's allowing people to be where they are and let that be okay. I love that you said that because just because I have these conversations with these wonderful people, I have them with these ordinary slash extraordinary beings, ordinary people with extraordinary ideas and concepts and jobs and careers. And I know deep down that it doesn't mean that everybody is going to take these advice and run with them like it's the best thing. Some people are going to be like, what? I'm not touching that. And as a behavioral and wellness coach, Geraldine, you do know that when people are not ready for the change, you can pay them a million dollars. Exactly. The change is not going to happen. It's better off letting that person stay where they're at and let life bring them to the point where they desire it themselves. And so with that, I don't even think you can force change upon somebody. No, you really can't. There may be an external demonstration of Mm -hmm. change. But that's different from, like you said, flow, choosing to from a place of awareness and saying, I want something different and I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. That statement alone represents a shift, a shift that indicates that someone has experienced a different way of being that did not work and they're ready to do something different. So allowing people to get to the place where they desire change on their own instead of seeking to force it along. It's interesting that you said that because with my work that I do, and yesterday I was doing a podcast and my friend, she's a black female and she goes, you know what was really exciting when we met and worked together? She goes, I'd never met a black hypnotherapist. Ah. (laughs) And, uh, And she was so excited about that because as a black woman herself, she had never had that within her mm. circle and her environment. Mm. So that's another change. That's a difference. That's something yes. outside of the norm. Oh, right? yeah. Okay. But one, of, one of the things that I do at all times when I'm having sessions with my clients, I always ask them, are you ready to release that, whatever that thing is, are you ready to release the anxieties? Yes. Are you are you ready to rele- release that fear? Are you ready to release the guilt? Because if I taking up on myself to just decide that they are ready to release it and they are not, I need a verbal, yes, yes. I am ready. And yes. when they say yes, I have them say it out loud. 
I am ready to release this guilt. And then we go into the releasing because to your point, when people aren't ready, because, you know, one time the most profound thing happened to me, I had a young, one of my youngest, one of my youngest client was 13, but a young client I had was 17 years old. And whatever it is that she needed to release, I don't remember the details of what she needed to release. Mm -hmm. But when I asked that question, she said, no. And I Mm -hmm. said, well, why? Why aren't you ready to release? And she said, if I release that, if I let that go, what do I have? I thought that was profound. Yes. What do I have if I let that go? Because that's been who she's been. Yes. I had an experience similar to that. I'm an ML an NLP practitioner as well. Mm-hmm. And the individual said to me, if I release this, it means that I am accepting of whatever else may have happened. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So it was a disconnect between releasing the guilt. If I if I release guilt, then it means that what I did was okay. Yeah. And what was done was okay. So I, I'm glad that you said that. Like and sometimes the reason too you want them to get to the point where they verbally agree is because you, it will open you up to discovering that it's just another level of belief that needs yes. to be worked with so that we can get to the next stage. Yes. I needed to share that so people can understand your point about you cannot force change on people is the real deal. It is the real deal. People must want to change. People must want that shift. And you can't manipulate people into change either. That that crap does not work. It doesn't. It doesn't. That does not work at all. You can manipulate people into temporarily changing things. Exactly. And then they revert right back to what's familiar to them. Mm-hmm. And then we start all over again. That is true. That is true. So it has to take a willingness. And it's such a big deal because the level of the time and energy it takes to go through the process. It's so much easier when you get a willingness to do the work as opposed to forcing or coercing someone to, to trying to do things. And, I, you know, I'm sure if somebody's listening to this right now, it's going to make sense yeah. until you start personalizing it because it goes into every area of our lives. Relationships mm-hmm. with our spouses or partners, you can't force change. You can't manipulate change. So nope. many times I see if you want him to do X, Y, Z, do this. Okay, he's going to do this out of, obligation out of requirement did you really get someone who changed who's really doing this from their heart or is it an external representation right so it has to be that individuals come to the point where they realize that they want something more and they're willing to do what it takes to get to that place absolutely and and then they can create their new reality yes right and at every stage be willing and open to receive the result of that because that may look different for different individuals. You know, as you change, you welcome new individuals into your life. We mentioned that with family, it could be the same with relationships because literally you start doing the work, you end up going one path. This person is here, the further and further you go, you realize, you know, naturally growing apart and that's okay. I like to look at it as, let me bring it back to parents. So I have the belief that I chose my parents. That's just me. me. Well, me too. We're, okay. we're right there. So here are these people. I set intentions coming into this world mm-hmm. to want to be a teacher, to want to connect with individuals, to want to lead people to a place of authenticity. And I always say what better teachers to have than the two that I was, I was given, right. right? Because the combination of them made for the perfect lesson on this journey to get me from where I was to where I want to be now. They did nothing wrong. They did exactly what they were supposed to do do. so that I could have the experience that I needed to have. Yes. You know why I love that? I believe the same thing. Oh, awesome. I, I, I had teenage parents, but I believe the same thing. No matter what the struggles were, you know what made me come to that realization you know, all that research, that awareness and research, of course, but 
Every time I talk with someone who is now living into their passion to purpose, but it's pain, passion to purpose. Mm, mm -hmm. The pain is now their purpose. Yes. The pain is the indicator of what your purpose is. And and so I started to put, I started to do the math. I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, literally with my fingers. So, okay, one equals, okay. I'm okay. Let me add this up. If all of these individuals, and I've talked to some really amazing people and I've had some amazing conversations. You just wait to, it's just (laughs) awesome. Every time I connect the dots, I say there is something to this. Yes. Because, and people don't like it. I know if you're listening out there, you don't like to hear that the pain you went through it is because of a reason for you to do something in this world. A lot of until people you get to like the other that. side of it. <laughs> until you get to the other side of it. Yeah. And then you go, holy crap, I get it now. Mm-hmm. And so that's what makes me freely be who I am today yes. without the resentment yes. for the past. Exactly. Or the people who have hurt me in the past. Oh, yes. I Listen to me, Jarlyn. I freed those people so long ago. Mm-hmm. Let them go. I've let it go because <clears throat> I recognize that it was because of them that yes. I am who yes. I am. Exactly. And it validates your purpose. I was part of a room and individuals were talking about the significance of getting help. Getting help from a professional, getting help from a professional. And I advocate for that. And that's very good. And someone stepped up to the mic and said, I hear everybody. I hear all of what you're saying. And I just want to share my experience. I have had four therapists. Again, I want to make it clear that I advocate for getting help from professionals. Yes. Um, but the, the the individual went on to say that while those individuals were recommended by others, it did not work for her until she found a coach that had experienced exactly what she experienced Mm -hmm. and was able to relate on a personal level Mm -hmm. and demonstrate to her through her experience that you can get to the other side. That was the defining moment for her. And that experience, when I heard her say this, I said, yes, that's me. That is me. Oh, yes, I'm big on getting the education, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> My master's is in rehab counseling as well. I'm big on that. I'm big on continual education and getting the work so that you're empowered to help people where they're at. And at the same time, doing this work on yourself is really where you become empowered. See for individuals what they cannot see for themselves. Until that point, it's theory. It's theory. It's based on somebody else saying to you, this is what you do. But when you've gone through it, when I look at my pictures before, like we're talking about Mm -hmm. back then, and I see the version of me that I am right now, it makes me excited about what I'm creating in the future. But I can speak to somebody else with authority because I know that your story is no different from mine. The details may be different, where we come from may be different, but the message in the story, I see it. I'm able to see the light for somebody who doesn't have the who may not have the capacity to see it for themselves in that moment. I love this conversation. We've just been talking and talking, I know. And, talking <laughs> and talking and it's just some amazing um tips and hints here as we're wrapping up. I want you to share any gems that you would like to share to anyone listening who's working to break any cycles within their family or just Overall, for themselves, creating a new reality, a person who's creating a new reality, what gems do you have for them? As I listen to you asking me, oh, I could get to tears right now. As I listen to you asking the question, I internalize it to say, what did you wish someone said to you back then? Oh, my gosh, I was not expecting this. (laughs) And the reason it brings me to tears is because during that time, I was I was doing this work without any support. It was a lonely journey. 
And it was an inside job, but on the outside, it looked like chaos. And it took a while before I started attracting different individuals into my space. During that time, I wish someone had said to me, and I knew I wasn't, but when you're creating that new space, mm-hmm. you're creating an unknown territory. It feels like you're going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I want whoever is listening right now to know you're okay. You're not going crazy. It's all part of the journey. Mm-hmm. It's all part of the journey. And you're going to get to the other side. Mm-hmm. And as you're dismantling, as you're recognizing those beliefs, know that just your awareness of the dysfunction is an indicator that you are empowered to get to the other side. Let people be where they are. Make it an inside job. It's all about you. Everything else happens as a result of you doing that inside work. Nothing is going wrong here. (laughs) I love it. Nothing is going wrong here. I love that. (laughs) I am not going to mess with that. I'm just going to move on to say... (laughs) I thank you so much for being here for us today and for sharing so vulnerably, openly, and your insights on breaking old generational patterns and cycles and creating a new reality. Yes, so thank tell you so much for having me. You're welcome. Tell everybody, how can they reach you? Great. So I'm on Instagram. The easiest place you can reach me is on Instagram, constantflow underscore BWC. Constant Flow under, underscore BWC in constantflow.com. You can reach me there. And Facebook, it is Jerry in Constant Flow. All right. All right. But the main place you want to meet me is on Instagram and on my website in constantflow.com. You can also email me at jerry at inconstantflow.com. So, Jarlyn, I'm so excited that you joined us today and If you're out there and you're listening, this woman dropped into my clubhouse room, Butterfly Effect, one day, and it was just one of those that I call alignment. It 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 was awesome. She dropped in, she stepped up to the mic, she opened her mouth, and I welcomed her home. Yes, I remember that. You, remember you said, that? welcome home. <laughs> I said, welcome yes. home, Geraldine. Welcome home. Yes. So welcome home. Thank you Thank for being you. here. Yes, I appreciated it. And I love being in your, in your room on Clubhouse. It's It's been amazing. I enjoy that. And we'll make sure we drop your room and your Clubhouse and all your links right. in the comments in your bio when we post this podcast. So thank you again for being here, my dear. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And I want my listeners to know that in the end, I want you to be inspired to break free from the old constructs of the past and create a new legacy. 